Imagine this scene. Israel is camped on the edge of the promised land. Moses sends in 12 men to spy out the land and bring back a report to the tribes of Israel. Ten of those spies give an evil report, with only two giving a good report, agreeing with what the Lord had said about it. But because of listening to the evil report and not the good, the Israeli congregation experienced a 40-year delay in entering into their promise. Now, this is not a minor reminder the Lord is reminding me of. There is power for the negative in listening to an evil report, just as there is also power for good in listening to a good report. Today, on The Road to Reality, guarding against an evil report is our hot topic with K.P. Yohannan. Now, before we launch into our study, let's remember this. Since 1999, Gospel for Asia has been serving in the slums of South Asia to provide food, medical care, and the love of Christ to those without access. Rapidly growing slums with millions of people living in extreme poverty and struggling for survival are a huge problem for South Asia's major cities. Up to 25% of the population of these urban areas live in slums. Thousands arrive daily from rural areas in search of jobs and a better life, only to become trapped in desperation and hopelessness. You can be a hero to those who live in the slums of Asia through GFA and Compassion Services. Just pick up the phone and call 866-946-2742. In Canada, call 888 888- 946-2742, and make a contribution to this important ministry. And the website for our Canadian friends, roadtoreality.ca. For those in the U.S., simply go to roadtoreality.org. More after this segment of our message about guarding against an evil report on the road to reality. How to dictate one with an evil report? Now the points are quite significant. Please look close and listen close. How to dictate one with an evil report? One, he will first test your spirit for compatibility or agreement. You know, ask a question like, oh, by the way, I'm just wondering, how, how do you feel about the way he said that? Did, did you hear the, the, his message tonight or yesterday? Did the way she sang, the way she looked, did, how did you feel? Well, the person's answer the question already made up the mind. And if, if the hearer says, you know what, can of think of it. Yeah, I felt fun. I knew. Then he will start telling you all the dirt that he's thinking or she's thinking. Two, he will check your acceptance of the report with a juicy morsel. Did you know John and Mary seems to have some problems? And if you're interested, if your ears start growing bigger, they say, well, just for your information only, I'll tell you. Number three, he will cause you to ask for the report. I I really don't know um, if I should uh, tell you this. But, you know, we've been prayer partners and friends for a long time, and, oh, no, maybe I should. 
tell me. I will not tell anyone. Tell, tell me. Tell me. And all of a sudden, it's like somebody is thirsty. Well, since you ask, no, I just don't worry. I'm concerned about what you're talking about. I'll pray with you. All right. You promise not to tell anyone? No. All right. Then goes a three-hour-long conversation. Number four, he may ask you for your counsel to share a prayer concern. Say, you know, I don't know what to do. I, can I share something with you for prayer? Sure. Then goes all the evil report and all these things they want to say. Number five, he wants you to admire him for his spiritual perception and concern. You know what? I am... You are so young. How old are you? Nineteen. Well, can I talk to you? Yeah. I was nineteen ten years ago. And I tell you what, I am really concerned about um, things that you are told and you hear, and I just want to protect you. And all of a sudden, it, it becomes a bridge, a means for start the evil report, the negative talk. Number six, he will give you vivid details rather than a simple sketch. So something you may need to know, but the intention is not just basically to help, but rather this a means now to go into, and, and to make sure they're telling the truth or they believe you, they will put enough masala into it exaggeration to the, I mean, just, and all, all of a sudden, a tiny ant becomes an elephant. Number six, how to dictate an evil report. Now, we, we saw about how do you dictate someone with the evil report. Now, how to dictate an evil report. Six questions to ask before listening to an evil report. One, why are you telling me this? Or telling us this. I mean, what's the need for me to hear this about them? Why didn't you go and talk to them? If I hear this thing, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Number two, where did you get your information? First hand, second hand, third hand. By the way, I tell you something interesting. When I did this radio broadcast for 35 some days, some of the broadcasts I do, basically I do go in person, do you know, doing tests on different things. And I did a little survey on this thing. You know, just check it out. And I found out 99% of things people repeat or they say, actually it comes to be, in the end, there's no truth in it. And in the end, what people say, well, I mean, that's what I thought he said. I mean, that's what I heard. Don't blame me. And they... they when you say, you know, as a matter of fact, being in leadership, in God's work, you know, we deal with thousands of people. I mean, just this morning, there was a crisis uh, on one of the mission fields. 17 years, this brother was with us in leadership, and all of a sudden, the guy is going through a tailspin of crisis of, you know, his life. And um, the, the whole problem was, somebody starts spreading a rumor about him. It's not immorality, anything like that, but it was something about his leadership. And then I called uh, the senior leader and I asked the question, did you hear all these things? He said, 
yes. I said, did you go and actually check it out? He said, I did. Yeah, then I said, is there anything? He said, not even one person truth in it. And this brother suffered only three weeks hell on earth agony. And uh, thank God for the leader who was willing to go and, and investigate. And otherwise, can you imagine, 17 years of faithful service, all of a sudden he's condemned and guilty about something that he never even had no, had no clue about it. You see how this whole thing can happen. Usually it's all, somebody said, you, you never know this. Number three, have you gone to those directly involved, Matthew 18, Galatians 6, and Matthew 5, and all that? Um, how to dictate an evil report? You ask the question, have you gone... I mean, just hold on. You, you hear one sentence, you know it's going the wrong way. He said, please listen, I don't want to hear it. The reason is, have you gone to the person? Oh, no, 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 you are my best friend. That's what I'm telling you. No, I don't want. You see, somebody giving a glass of milk and in it a few drops of poison. You think they are your friend? No. And it's a slow death. And number four, have you personally verified all the facts? Number five, may I quote you if I check this out? <laughs> I tell you, this is of a true, honest report. In our, there are 1,500 people live in our campus uh, in India, our you know, seminary, synod campus. This is a law established until now it is a, it's a second nature. It's automatic. You know what that is? If anybody say anything to anyone about something, immediately they say, if you want me, I will listen to it. But please know I will say exactly everything you said to that person. We almost 100% eliminated gossip. We just don't uh, work like that there. The reason is, we are militant about doing what we do based on God's word. Because that's only absolute we can go by. Not psychology, what Bible says. Number six, well, if it is that serious, will you go with me? If you are scared to talk to him, I will talk to the leader. I will talk to the person. I will talk to her. But you, I, I didn't want to go and say, you said all this. Will you go with me? That makes a big difference, doesn't it? We'll continue our teaching shortly, but first, we'd like to remind you about this. In the slums of Asia, open sewage, polluted water, lack of health care, illiteracy, superstition are just some of the threats all around the residents. Every day is a new battle to somehow find a job. If that's not possible, they must resort to begging, scavenging, or prostitution to be able to eat. If they get too sick or too old to work, there's no social agency to help them survive. No wonder many slum dwellers drown their fears and sorrows in alcohol. Think of it. You can be the hero who helps touch the slums of Asia. Just call 866-946-2742. That's in the States. In Canada, it's 888-946-2742. Well, back to Brother KP now, on the road to reality. Number seven, symptoms of defilement. This is the biggest problem I had to deal with. Now, brothers and sisters, 
You need to believe me. It's not a matter of proud, pride or arrogance like that. I've been involved in counseling literally thousands over the years. And some I could not help. And the people I could not help are people that listen to the gossip and they have, they're not even aware about it. Their inside is already defiled. And they don't understand how to find cleansing for the defilement that already took place within themselves. And I show them the way, and some of them refuse to do it. And they continue to wither away in their understanding and walk with God. Now, there are some symptoms. This is something you need to look, I mean, for all of us always. One, believing the report is true. Without checking it out, without any way to figure this out, we simply, oh, he said it, okay, I believe it. Second, forming negative opinions based on the report. I mean, you had nothing to do with that person. But somebody tells you all these terrible things about them based on their experience, and you say, what a creep devil he is. And you never even met that person. All of a sudden, you, you, your inside is feeling the anger. Number three, focusing on negative aspect of a person involved. Number four, interpreting the person's actions as supporting evidence. You know, study, study this, you'll be surprised. If you are looking for, you know, when I'm driving on the road, every, every VW bug I notice. There's a million cars goes by, I don't even see them. But if there's one bug anywhere, I'm terribly curious, what year is that? What moral is that? And you all of a sudden, you see things that already that is inside. You never thought those things before. Your inside got defiled already. Number five, judging motives on the basis of the report. That's the most terrible thing to do. You know, I, I think the worst thing about this whole thing is, you know, somebody does something nice or says something nice or do something and say, yeah, I know, you know, he, he judge the motives is one of the most serious things because only God does it. We are not supposed to be. Uh, number six, withdrawing your spirit from the person slandered. Have you done that? You have nothing to do with that person, but all of a sudden you walk and smile, but your inside is already cold. The shield is up. Number seven, telling evil report to others. When you start one to tell others what you heard, guaranteed your heart is already defiled, is poisoned. Number eight, how to respond to an evil report. First Thessalonians 5.21, test all things, hold fast what is good. You know, don't, you know, say in your heart, in the name of Jesus, through the blood and the word, I don't receive all these things. I don't, I don't want to become a victim. I don't want this seed to fall on my uh, heart until you check it out. And uh, some points, ask God to cleanse your mind from the defilement of an evil report. Pray for God to give you genuine love for each one involved in the evil report. Cleanse your mind with appropriate scripture. Avoid them, withdraw fellowship from those who will not be reproved in these matters. And, um, you know, the entire Old Testament, if you look at God and his people, he will say a statement like this, come out from among them, be separate, don't touch the unclean thing, have nothing to do with them. Why God was so upset and judges people when they walk across the line and get involved with people 
uh, that are not his people. Because they, God knew they are going to be destroyed. One of the things I learned counseling people, casting out demons from people, it is called the bondage in which people are held captive by the silver cord, Ecclesiastes. That is, without you knowing, unless you are careful, there's an unseen bondage take place emotionally between you and a person when you surrender your heart to evil things. And you struggle continually, and you know something is wrong. And uh, being freed by prayer and renouncing sin and renouncing uh, listening to these things is important to be freed from that. And um, another time, uh, maybe I can talk more about it, um, but um, you need to understand. Bondage Breaker is a good book to read, uh, understanding about um, your acquaintance and relationship. Uh, whichever you maintain with people does influence you uh, and can give room for demons to influence your mind. No matter how many Bible verses you know, it don't help. We have to be careful. Okay, how to know when your heart is cleansed? When you lose your urge to tell someone uh, else the evil report. Two, when you grieve over the fact the report was given. Number three, when you have genuine love toward the person involved. Number four, when you regain lost confidence in the one slandered. Five, when you are prompt to examine your own life for failure, considering yours, lest you also be tempted. Galatians 6, 1, 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2, and on. In conclusion, uh, how do you handle all this? Contact the one who gave you the evil report. Two, contact the person involved in the situation. Contact those who are spiritually responsible for the people involved. And always, always, you want to absolutely uh, committed to Matthew 18 uh, before you do anything. That is, if you got something, go to the person directly and say, look, can I talk to you? Maybe it's a misunderstanding. Maybe I don't know what is going on. I just want to share this with you and go direct. And um, if you're convinced that is not the right response in the person, you take another person and follow the scripture. And um, in those Bible verses on Revelation and um, uh, Psalm uh, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. The older I get, you know, the more convinced I become. On the radio interview, continually I say the same thing everywhere. You know, if the tree is good, the fruit is good. If you walk with God, if your heart is pure, and you go to bed with a clear conscience, and um, um, I tell you, even if you are not so capable, God will do his work through your life. And um, so it is a paramount important that we as a community, as a people, live in love, in unity, and absolute oneness. And um, there's no other way. And what hurt unity and the love among us in the family, and among friends, church, wherever you may be, it always usually gossip. Uh, one of the graduates from Criswell College that went to college uh, school with me, you know, mo many, most all of them ended up in pastors. They're pastors even today, many of them, most all of them. Some of them are great leaders, um, leading seminaries. And I remember one, you know, he, his agony and his pain. He's he got a wife and three beautiful children. 
and he was pasting along with the time I was pasting also. And he had two or three hundred people and um, in the end he had to leave with his family with tears and weeping. Uh, lost his church, lost his credibility and uh, uh, continued no more in the ministry. And it all began with a lady in the congregation started spreading a rumor uh, about him. And I know him so well, he, he, didn't, he didn't even look at her, nothing to do with it. And not that he committed any big sin, it's just that the rumor started becoming bigger and then influential people talked to this band, that person. In the end, you know, he said, I can't survive anymore. I don't know where he is today. And you can imagine how many lives are destroyed, you know, ministries destroyed by people saying things they don't think and has huge consequences. Let's be aware about it and live by God's word. And some of the so-called more spiritual people who know Bible are the worst in this. They seem to have authority from God to go around and uh, say anything they want to say. Among us, it should not be so. And the Lord said, you should do this among my people, for I am God. And let's fear him. And spend next few minutes uh, in prayer, praying for the Lord to cleanse and purify our hearts. Then if you are one who need to ask forgiveness or confess, uh, or say, you know what, I should not listen to that, or I should not accept that to you. You need to make the list on the inside of your heart today and commit this to the Lord that early as possible, you will make it right. And ask the Lord, First uh, John 1, 8 and 9 says, if we confess, he is faithful to cleanse and purify our hearts. No one can uh, cleanse you. If a man cleanse himself from these Things God cannot do that for you. You have to repent and change. And whatever that may be, you have to write an email to someone or make a telephone call. And in some case, you had to make a decision that this is it. Um, I cannot maintain this friendship with this person anymore. And um, um, Book of Jude is extremely powerful book that talks about people that will destroy your life. They are dangers hiding within your meal. And you need to be uh, concerned about, I need to be concerned about, what does God say all about this? Thing? And um, so those are uh, private decisions you should make. But then the uh, prayers we offer tonight, let's pray for unity and love and for people that are hurting or whatever comes to your mind. But then I pray tonight will be a night when you will have began a new uh, journey in your dealing with these matters and keep your heart pure. Now that is some strong closing direction from K.P. Yohannan on our weekend edition of The Road to Reality, taking a biblical look at the topic of avoiding an evil report. And now, here's an important word about the dire conditions in the slum areas of Asia. GFA's ministry to the slums began in 1999 with outreach to four major cities in South Asia. Today, our missionary teams serve in slum neighborhoods, bringing hope by living out His sacrificial love and sharing the love of Christ. They conduct free medical clinics, teach basic hygiene, 
and preventative health measures. They provide literacy classes for adults, conduct tutoring classes for children, and hold weekly Sunday schools. They have established hundreds of local fellowships and thousands have heard the love of Christ. You can make a real difference by partnering with GFA and supporting this work in the slums of Asia. Just pick up the phone and call 888-946-2742 in Canada, online roadtoreality.ca. In the U.S., go to roadtoreality.org or call 866-946-2742. Thank you for listening. The Road to Reality is presented by GFA.